Hey everyone, welcome to Jojo's World. It's been years, Liam, and years. And we're back. At last. I've crumbled away to dust and then reformed out of sheer force of will in a new location. I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Ballantyne, the other one of the co-hosts. This is Jojo's World, our Jojo's Bizarre Adventure podcast where we recap and discuss Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. I still know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> How long has it been since you haven't had... About a month since we've recorded. Really? Give or oh, take a week. Man. I'm, I'm used to recording one to two podcasts a week. <laughs> so now you're just like, wow, I have to put in effort again. Podcasting is a muscle. If you don't work it, it fades. It's kind of like if you walk into a wall, you're like, oh no, I can't get through this wall. That's what not doing podcasts is like, Liam. I don't understand your analogy. Neither do I, but that's what podcasting is all about. Nick. Yes. Let us return to Sleepy Mario one last time for a bone-chilling tale of horror and suspense. Oh, okay. Why would we ever do that? Because Rohan Kashibe has a story to tell us in Thus Spoke Kashibe Rohan 2, a.k.a. Oh, this one actually is episode 2 of Thus Spoke Kashibe Rohan. Oh. Um, Because you remember from last time, there was those crazy episode numbers. Episode 2, Mutsukabe Hill. A.k.a. Mutsukabe... Mutsukabe Zaka. Mutsukabe Zaka. Yeah. Man, that is going to be... Which I assume is Japanese for Mutsukabe Hill. That makes sense. Is it not a mountain? Or is it just a hill? Where's the line, Nick? Where's the line? (laughs) (laughs) What differentiates Everest from any other small mound of dirt, Liam? I really think Rohan is just making a mountain out of a very big hill. (laughs) (laughs) It's like this small clump of events. He's like, it was the end of the world as we knew it. And I feel fine. (laughs) I mean, if I had Rohan Kishebe with me at any time, I'd feel fine. I wouldn't. Why? Why not? He's amazing. He's creepy. Big creepy guy. We're all Can creepy. raise the dead, apparently. Yeah, that's true. Apparently he can do that now. More yeah. on that later. <laughs> hey, Liam. Hey, Nick. Did you know that this episode, shockingly, is brought to you by the ever-vigilant and perhaps well-named, I would dare say, Caleb Young? Ah, so named because of their youth. Mmm. Their youthful figure, their youthful looks. Hello. Their youthful... Uh, outlook on life. Okay, better. Yep. Uh, and their Caleb views. That's a stretch, but go with me here. Go with me. Can you use that in a sentence? I wish to Caleb your views differently. I'm feeling very Caleb today. Can you spell that uh, without looking at the phone? Shit. It's it's C. He's looking at the phone. It's black though. <laughs> A black mirror reflecting the darkness in your heart when technology goes too far. I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Ballantyne, the glitchy co-host. Nick? Yes. Thank you, Caleb Young. Uh, Nick, I want to share with you some words of wisdom from Hirohiko Araki, Mm -hmm. author of Thus Spoke Kishibe Rohan. Is this just going to be, yeah, demons are real. But before I do, what? I want to point out a fun little bit of trivia. Oh. Uh, When Rohan was meeting with his editor this episode, Mm -hmm. he he made, and and the same thing happened last time too, uh, with uh, with his previous character, who was like his publisher or something. I can't remember. The lady who was all like, oh, I'm going to be The lady who was Araki's favorite invention from the franchise or whatever. (laughs) They made reference to doing, um, in this episode, to Rohan producing an upcoming 62-page one-shot. Yeah. And this is, in fact, a 62-page one-shot. <laughs> <laughs> so Araki's just gone, oh, I need to do this one-shot. What would Rohan be 
Ah. He'd be me. He'd be doing a manga about making manga. Uh, that just like makes me. Sense. Yeah. Published in Jump Square by Shueisha. Jump Square. Jump All Stars, available now. Apparently has some JoJo characters in it. Ah. It's got Jotaro and Dio. Oh, yeah, no. You mean Jump Force. Oh, what did I say? Jump All Stars. Oh, okay. Jump Force. Yeah. It's probably bad. Jump for your heart. It is very bad. <laughs> but there's a bit where Dio asks Yami Yugi, like, show me your special powers. <laughs> and then he's all like, Rightio then, heart of the cards. Yeah, so how does... This, oh, okay, this is getting so, off track. Okay. But how does... And no, don't don't rant. I'm asking you a specific question. Fine. How does Yu-Gi-Oh... In, I'm assuming this is an arena fighter game. Yep. How does Yu-Gi-Oh, the manga about card game battles, intersected that? Okay, so you know how in Yu-Gi-Oh, the manga about card game battles, the cards come to life? Through through highly advanced hologram technology or sometimes ancient Egyptian magic. Precisely. Well, imagine that, but all the time in a fight. It's one of Yugi's moves, that thing that uh, Pegasus and Bakura do where they shoot lasers out of their Millennium Islands at each other. Maybe? I don't know anymore. That was really good. And by that, I mean terrible. Anyway, <laughs> Hirohiko Araki has this to say about Mutsukabe Hill. When I have to deliver a short story... The theme that always comes to mind is horror and youth. Mutsukabe Hill is a terrifying episode. By dint of drawing this creature, I came to believe it really existed somewhere in Japan. It really sucks. <laughs> so let me get this right. He decided, I'm going to draw this thing. And then convinced himself, wow, this is a real thing. Yeah, he gave life to it through his imagination. Well, yeah, okay, sure. He continues. Besides, why this title of Mutsukabe Hill? I don't remember how I came up with it, and that scares me even more. Whoa. Inception. Fictional names. <laughs> Have you ever thought up a thing in your mind that you thought, oh, this is definitely oh, real? Like a tulpa? What the hell's a tulpa? I believe that's a fictional construct, uh, uh, the myth of a fictional construct given life by people's belief in it. Like that Street Sharks episode. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> Liam. Does it offend you when I make jokes about your god? I'm Ricky Gervais, one of your co-hosts. <laughs> and I'm Stephen Merchant. I'm not upset that you're offended by the truth that I speak. <laughs> <laughs> All right, come on, guys. Come on. I made the original office. I'm, I'm superior. Come on, give me my Oscar. <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> uh, wow, we've really... Like, half of the viewers are going to be like, Wow, Liam. Wow, taking a stance, are we? Hirohiko Araki also has this to say in what seems to be the only other um, Thus Spoke Kishibe Rohan with an author's note on the JoJo wiki other than the one we discussed last episode. Yep. On uh, episode six, Poaching, Poaching Seashore. Damn it, we should have... I guess we can't watch it. because We can't watch made. it because they haven't animated it <sighs> yet. Come on, David Productions. Come on. In this episode, I particularly like the moment where they say, we're going poaching. And then, that's why I like it. That's not... Okay, continue, please. <laughs> Rohan is someone ready to break the law to obtain something important. However, he doesn't forget to honour tradition and history. For me, he managed to survive this ordeal thanks to his respect. The cook, Tonio Trusati, is a character from Diamond is Unbreakable. These are he, all he true isn't words. <laughs> Very true words. <laughs> True words have never been spoken. The cook, Tonio Trusati, is a character from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 4, Diamond is Unbreakable. Insightful, 
and factual. You can't fault his logic. Oh, I also very <laughs> much like um, on the JoJo Wiki page for Poaching Seashore, mm-hmm. um, it's got the list of all the characters who appear. Mm-hmm. Um, the got, appearances, if you will. Yep. Rohan, Tonio, Okiyasu, Koichi. And then it has Josuke, Higashikata, hey. parentheses, barely acknowledged. <laughs> <laughs> Do you reckon as Josuke's gotten older... They've all just gone, nah. Well, no one really liked him much to begin with. And it's like, man, that Josuke, he's so toxic. That is true. Let's cancel him. So he's just fallen into like this weird catatonic state where everyone's like, yeah, that's that's Josuke over there. Don't don't talk to him. Don't, don't look at him. Don't pay him any attention. And then as soon as he talks, they just talk over him immediately. <laughs> oh, poor Josuke. Oh, no. He's a sad, sad boy. How old would he be? 23? 23-ish. Yeah. Man, when I was 23, I was exuberant. I was 16 in 1999, so that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, what is it? It's like it? 2007. Seven. So if he was 16, now it's, 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 so he'd be 24. Ah. No, 23. No, ah, that was right. Yeah, he'd be 23, ah. probably. Math, that math checks out. Does it, though? <laughs> Who knows? No one can ever fact check Don't us. Don't at me. This was published on December 11th, 2007. Mm, fortuitous mm, quite an auspicious date to release some manga <laughs> especially about bleeding people but enough rigmarole let's talk about uh don't you mean rigor mortis <laughs> but enough rowan marole oh. <laughs> that's nothing <laughs> smash cut to morio sleepy town with dark secrets that have been expunged it's 9am or some shit like it, that. It's daytime at Café de Mago. Oh my god, we know that café. Yeah. We've been there multiple times. Rohan's there. He's meeting his editor, who is not the same woman as last time, but she may have been an editor or something too. I can't remember and I don't care. I think it must be either different magazines or something. Doesn't matter. Or a different time So this guy. Something. Yes. This young... Good looking fellow. He's he looks like one of the like one of those late period portraits or photos you see of all the Beatles, where they're all wearing those like really 70s clothing with the big sunglasses and the dumb hats. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Okay. He kind of looks like a more approachable Fonz. Sure, yeah. Yeah. By way of like um the earlier edition of the Great Gatsby film where he wore the that peaked cap. Exactly. Exactly. He's a weird looking fellow. He's just a Jojo character. Yeah, he's just there and like, he's like the most normal looking guy that we've seen. His name's Kagamori. Kagamori. What a name. What an icon. I'm going to change my Twitter profile to that guy. So Rohan comes. Uh Uh-huh. No, he's there. Rohan's there. And this guy, Kagamori, comes. And Rohan's like, I'm reading a book about the Russian artist de style. And you're interrupting me because you're six minutes early, which is so rude of uh, of an editor to do. Mm. But it's fine. I'm Rohan. It's fine. (laughs) It's fine when you're dealing with me. It's fine. I'm not offended. God. (laughs) (laughs) Look, you just have to put up... With your own mistakes. Anyway, can I have some money, please? <laughs> so, so, so Rohan literally straight goes, look, about this meeting. Oh, I digress. Oh. oh. We did get interrupted oh. by Tamami and uh, Akira Oto- Otoishi, who want Rohan's autograph because they're big fans. Now, remind me who these two are. Uh, Tamami is the lock. He can make you feel the weight of your guilt. Uh, yes, he's four feet tall, if I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in the manga, he was taller originally. Ooh. Uh, and Akira Otoishi is Red Hot Chili Pepper, the first, or I suppose, second major antagonist of part four, Diamond is Unbreakable. The second main antagonist. Major antagonist. Oh, major. Yeah, okay, yeah. He's got electric stuff. He's cool. 
He's okay. I'm as we as we learnt last time when we saw him in the background. He's apparently not in prison anymore. <laughs> he's just there doing stuff. Yep, just being a fun Mario kid like the rest of them now. <laughs> but they're all like twenty three now. How can they be kids? Young at heart. Fair, fair. But aren't we all? So in? they're all like, can we please have your autograph? And uh, uh, K- Kagamori is like uh, the editor man. Yep. No, no autographs. Mr. Rohan is far too busy for that. And while he's talking, Rohan is making flinging motions and we see liquid that I first assumed was ink fly past him onto the paper they're holding out in front of them. And they're like, please, sir, please, can we have an autograph? And Rohan's like, I already did it. And he's waving a straw and he's like, look, coffee grindings on your papers in crude outlines of Heaven's Door or aka protagonist of Pink Dark Boy. What? That's a Rohan Kashibe original. We'll fetch a fortune on eBay. So they run off happy as anything, being like, we have coffee stains, but stained by Rohan Kashibe. This is the greatest day of our lives. <laughs> and yeah, so Rohan's like, anyway, I need an advance because I have no money and I live at Koichi's house. And we get a little flash up of Koichi. <laughs> and uh, the editor guy's like... How do you not have any He's money? Speechless. I had to sell my Sailor Moon figures, my Led Zeppelin albums, and Roroni Kenshin. Whoa. I guess just all of it. Now we know who all three of those are. Is Roroni Kenshin the one that was recently revealed to have been drawn by a massive pedophile? I don't know. I assume it's the one about the guy who acts like uh, a very pacifistic samurai, maybe? maybe? I think that is the one, yeah. Yeah. And he's very chill, but he's so very sad. Is that like how Michael Jackson owned the rights to the Beatles music for many years? Like, Rohan Kashibe owns Roroni Kenshin. Wait a minute, what? That, wait, had Michael Jackson owned the rights to the Beatles music? Yeah. What? After they broke up, slash some of them died. Oh, shit. Well, that's impressive. Okay. But now he's dead. So where'd that get him? I, I don't know, Liam. Does, does he turn into a yokai? Is that how this works? Anyway, um, but you just bought a mountain. Exactly. <laughs> this is exactly why I'm broke, because that mountain needed to be bought. Let me explain, he says. And Nick and I were like, yes. <laughs> so last time we watched an episode, we just had this moment of, hey, you know, I can't, you know, go anywhere because I bought this mountain, which means I'm bankrupt. So I don't have a home. Can and I stay with you, Koichi? Not unreasonably, you fixated on that. <laughs> because it was quite a bombshell to just drop. Why did he buy a mountain, Liam? Why did he buy a mountain? Why indeed? He'd gone to this mountainous region to research yokai for manga. Yokai? Research? Tell me more! Well, what you do when you're researching yokai is you stake yourself out in a yokai-rich area, uh-huh. and then you get embark on what we call a uh, a yokai watch. A yokai watch. Yeah. My God, this sounds like some kind of very fun activity. It sounds to like do. some sort of very, uh, very lucrative franchise. Yeah, it's almost as though one could gamify this process. <laughs> so this um this land development company wanted to build a um a trail through this mountainous region full of yokai, just chocked to the brim full of sweet sweet yokai. So it was like a resort trail that was going to be open to tourists, and yeah. it would t- it would scare all the yokai away. Classic um. Children's xenophobia. I was going to say classic children's movie plot. Like, the land developers Mm. are going to do a thing. We need to save the community centre for the yokai. True that. What's that movie where that kid gets, like, a blank check? You know it's blank check. Well, hang on. Let's just... Hang on. But he gets this blank check, and then he buys, like, a whole bunch of stuff, and then they're like, oh, sorry, you ran out of money. Oh, Home Alone 2. Lost in New York. Yes, that one. Yes. 
Oh man, I love Sylvester Stallone in that movie. Is is he? Yeah, he's the kid. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shut up. <laughs> so I bought up as much land as I could to stop them from making this trail. Now, if, correct me if I'm wrong. He said he bought six mountains. He did say he bought six mountains. Now I don't know if this is a translation error or if all those times he said. Oh yeah, it's because I bought well, a mountain actually, singular. Specifically, he said the land price crash. Now it's worthless. So now I have six worthless mountains. <laughs> okay, so he owns six mountains. Six entirely worthless, <laughs> utterly pointless mountains. Thanks to him buying them. Yep, and thus ruining the price. Thus on them. speaking, Kishibe Rohan. <laughs> Man, he got fully spoke. <laughs> Thus purchased Kashibe Rohan. This seems to be the leitmotif of these two episodes. (laughs) So he bought these mountains. He's now broke and he needs an advance on his pay. Otherwise, he's got no no drawing desk. He's got nowhere he can make his manga. He's got literally zero liquid cash monies. And as we all know, that's the only money that we need to keep. Or indeed any um, non-liquid assets because he sold them all to buy mountains. So now he's living at Koichi's house. He doesn't even have a desk to draw on. How does he do manga without a desk, you might be asking? Well, he's got this 61-page one-shot coming up, so let's find out. (laughs) Yeah, so he's all like, if they built that road, the yokai would all run away. And then where would the yokai go? Into the suburbs? (laughs) Into the su- No, we're not mixing our (laughs) suburbs with our rural. At this point, the editor starts looking away like he's crazy, and Ren's like, hey- Hey, don't avert your gaze like I'm a crazy person. I saw a yokai. Also, shouts out to whoever subbed this episode. <laughs> yeah. Because every time he says, hey, a new hey shows up mm. on the screen. So it's like, hey, 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 like one by one. Supercars and game theaters in their basements aren't the only things manga can spend their money on. They can also buy worthless mountains. <laughs> Literally acres of land. Hectares mm. even. So he's like, anyway, my research paid off. I saw. A yokai. I watched it. And this 23-year-old editor, kid, this fucking pleb of a man is like, Somewhere between those two reactions. He's like, he's sceptical, but he's intrigued. Yeah. Aren't we all? Whoa. Yeah, that's right. I went there. I spake. Um, So he's like, yes. The story of Naoko Osato. Osato. (laughs) Double check it. Yeah, Osato. But I'm... Seem to have consistently mistyped it as Ostal. Ostal. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, Naoko Ostal. Naoko Osato killed her boyfriend in September of whatever year it was, like 2003 or something. Mm, mm. Cut to the Rohan Kashibe OP. Spooky piano music. Ink resolving itself into the form of a human arm, which resolves itself into a book because Heaven's Door is a thing. Ah, that makes sense. Mutsukabe Hill. Oh, and we saw, like, Naoko Osato as this very pale woman in underwear, like, covered in blood. And we were, like, intriguing. And then we learn. Looming over a dead body. So much of the rest of the episode is the story of Naoko Osato's horrible life. Horrible life of wealth and privilege. (laughs) Well, a really bad day followed by a series of not as bad days. But but with a singularly unpleasant task in them all. Yes. Naoko Osato was born into the Osato family. Well, sounds privileged. They have 300 years of success under their belts as miso producers, and she was the only daughter and heiress of their family. I see. They lived in a mansion at the end of a long road. Classic horror setup. Mm, mm. The mountain was their property. 
and now it is mine because she made her own hands. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I don't think that's quite how that works, <laughs> but okay. And we see Naoko with her boyfriend, Gunpei-chan. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, before the OP, Rohan did inform us that Naoko killed her boyfriend. <gasps> but that means that this... This Gunpei-chan. Is he going to die? Oh, no. He's there. He's wearing a blue t-shirt that has SBR written on it, which is, of course, the initials of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 7 Steel Ball Run being published at the time of this publication. Is that what that is? Yep. That's what that is. What? Is it a baseball anime? No, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 7 Steel Ball Run. Yeah, but it's... it's... a horse racing anime. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like a baseball thing, though. It's like, steel... Like with a baseball bat. He's making bat, a bat moment. And then like ball, with like a ball that you throw. I've never thought and about that. Run. You're quite right. Yeah. yeah. Surely these horses are just an analogy to baseball. Is it really a horse racing anime thing? It's got horse racing elements. Oh, okay. So it's not really horse racing so much as it has a horse in it. No, there, it has a long... I'm not going to tell you all this. Oh, okay. But it has a significant horse racing subplot. Oh, okay. All right. When you say significant... Significant. Oh, oh no. Um, yeah, so he's playing video games and she's all looking out the window and someone's arriving. She's like, you should leave. You need to go now. At the back door. And Gunpei's all like, oh, don't be like that. Come on, babe. No, it's cool, babe. We're home alone. Gunpei. (laughs) That's me. (laughs) From now on, anything cool happens. Hey, Gunpei. (laughs) Finger guns. Well, why are you being so weird, babe? Is there... Is there someone else? She slams down some money on the floor and says, Well, if you know about it, no need to explain. This makes it a lot easier. Get the fuck out of my house. Father would never approve. You're just the gardener. A part-time gardener at that. Not even full-time. Like, a full-time gardener. And he hugs her from behind and he's like, Come on, babe. Let's let them see us like this. And then he starts, like, being all creepy. Yep. (laughs) Um, fuck. She struggles, she elbows him in the face In he the sl- ear, please Okay. In the ear. He slaps her in the face in anger And then is like, oh, sorry babe But to be fair, you did hit me first And both you and I went Oh, oh no She starts shouting at him to leave uh, Pushes him away And then she looks out the window again And those two men that we see Are just very, very slowly making their way towards the house It's probably like, what, five metres to traverse between- I would say it takes them... 10 minutes of episode time for them to get to the door. Yeah, and it's not that far no. away. You see, that man with Papa, he's my fiance, and I'm going to marry him after I graduate from university. Ah, oh, well, that sucks. I'm sorry, Gunpei. I do like you, but you need to leave now. Gunpei? Gunpei, you're just sitting there with your back against the wall, or more specifically, against those golf clubs that are against the wall. That's, that's the sound yeah, so he makes. Gunpei is not moving. His eyes are glassy. And he's all like... Dead. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so she she pulls him forward and we see that his head was impaled on the putter. Well, it's like on the back of his neck, right where... Oh, I can already see you being all like... Ugh. Yeah, I didn't care for a lot of the imagery in this. It's like where your brain stem is. It's like the putter's gone in like a knife. Yeah. Uh, right where... You call that a putter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. It's a hole in one, you know what I mean? No. Nope. Uh, I mean, like, he's got a hole in ah. one, and it's in one ah. of his brains. Um, so, yeah, it's like stabbed right where the spine is, like, ending. Just underneath where your head Just starts. where you'd really die. Yeah, just right there. So, she walks over and is all like, oh no, this is a joke, right? Come on, Gunpei. Now, I don't think either of us would have ever reacted by going, oh no, his head just came out of a putter. 
well, this must be a joke then. And we see in her reflection in the blood that's even now pooling on the 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 classy Japanese wooden floor. Ooh. <gasps> He's dead. Oh. No, this is fine. I just need to treat his wound. Uh, uh, get a towel. Put some pressure on that towel and it just it just keeps yeah. bleeding. There's a dripping blood transition here, which just ba- tra- basically transitions into the same scene a minute later. <laughs> where it's like, oh, they'll think that I hit him with the golf club. Maybe I basically did. I should call a doctor. Oh, but he's dead. That won't help. Should I call the police? No. Oh, no. Dad's at the door. Knock, knock, knock. Hey, Noyoko. Yes. It's me, your father. Also, your fiancé is here. Oh no, better not talk. May we come in? Shuichi is here to see you. You know Shuichi. He's so fetching. (laughs) No, don't you dare sully the legacy of Koichi, Liam. I will not hear a word against him. He's a perfect being. I didn't say a word against him. You you know what you fucking did. (laughs) You know. I'm getting very angry, Liam. Very angry indeed. She's panicking. She's like, oh, I wish I wasn't here, but she is. So she's like curled up in a ball, Mm. kind of panicking. Yeah. And she's like, what do I do? What do I do? And Shuichi, that piece of shit, is outside being like... (laughs) Trying to imitate a name. I could swear I saw someone in there, sir. And, uh... Gotta hide him. What's her name? Us, Us something? Naoko. Naoko. Nailed it. Uh, is all like, oh no! I've gotta hide his corpse. So I'll just take off all my clothes for a quick moment. Well, yeah, it makes sense. You don't want to get blood stains. That's true. Yeah. It just, it happened so abruptly that it seemed very odd to me. Were you just like, oh, moving, oh okay. Yeah, moving a body, I'll just take off my uh, dress. Yep. Here we go. Sure thing, whatever. <laughs> Yanks it off and is all like, Puts okay. some boots on his chest for some reason. You're not sure what that was his about. His boots, I guess. Oh. Because he, he doesn't wear his shoes inside. They're a uh, traditional that. Japanese family. Yeah. And now, ironically... She's bringing them inside for him. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> she starts dragging him, but there's leaving so much blood. Are you guys all right in there? How How so much blood? No pulse. Dead. No bleed when dead. It impossible. Co- 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 um, coagulation. <laughs> That's the word, right? We're just having strokes every Coagulation. Coagulation not happen. Yeah. And like... She tries to put the bandages over it. She disinfects the wound for some reason. Um, well, you know, you need to disinfect the wound. Otherwise, he might get an infection and die. Exactly. I just love that she sprays this disinfectant on. We get a shot of her face being like, okay, next step. With, like, this bandage. Mm-hmm. Then we are... like, stretches out. And then there's no blood to be seen mm-hmm. when she puts the bandage on. And then, like, a moment later, she's got, like, six bandages over it. Yeah. But then building pressure, and blood shoots out through the bandages. Still more blood. And and there's that word again from a few week, few episodes ago. He becomes exsanguinated. Whoa! Look at you, Mr. Memory of yeah, Words. Memory of vocab. What does exsanguinated mean? Drained of blood. Drained of blood. Exsanguinated. As if so many vampires have been supping at your tender neck. <sighs> yes. That lustful word. Or as if you were some sort of corpse yokai who bleeds a lot. Mmm. Mmm. Yes. So, so filled with not blood. So she's doing a lot of washing because there's all this blood and dad is outside being like, you're using a lot of water in there. And she's all like, well, you know, I'm just doing some cleaning. Oh, it's me, Shuichi. Your father gave me the spare key so I could come in and we could be alone. (gasps) Oh no. Don't do that. Don't you dare come in here. Well, you see, the thing is, Naoko, with my very good eyesight, when you opened the window a crack earlier to watch us very slowly come down the uh, driveway, (laughs) I saw someone else in that room with you. 
It, uh, what? No. Really like the color palette in this whole sequence, this whole hiding the body sequence, because everything is like washed out to the point of being gray, mm. except for the blood, which yeah. is still just that deep blood red. It's like the focus is entirely mm. much like Naoko's. That's her name. Yep. Much like Naoko's. On, on the, the blood. blood. Whoa! I know. Artistic direction. <laughs> um, this reminds me, this whole sequence reminds me of, I, I watched a, well, rather, I walked into my housemate watching a, um, uh, oh, okay, okay, good. A horror anthology on Netflix. Uh, it was like six short horror films or something. I, I don't know what yeah. the name was. But the, the third one or so mm-hmm. um, was, <laughs> it was about a, a woman who either murdered her husband or she died in like, or he died in like similar accidental circumstances to this. Uh-huh. And he she's trying to hide his body as a children's birthday party is happening around her. <laughs> now that's funny. So she like stuffs him into like a bear costume. Nice. <laughs> uh, nice. This, this reminded me of that a lot. Yeah. I don't remember what that anthology is called, but that short film at least was definitely worth a watch. Mm. Do you know the story? I'm sure you'll know the About story. About a man named Brady who was killing three daughters <laughs> of his own. <laughs> I mean, no, not at all, <laughs> but maybe. <laughs> we um, don't know. Yeah, we don't know what happened off camera. Now, um, you know the, the story of the lady who, I think, killed her husband and then stuffed him into the oven downstairs, or the furnace downstairs? No. And then the police showed up and were like, hey, what's going on here? We've had reports of a weird smell. It's like, oh, yes, I'm just cooking up this massive roast boar. Ah, uh, well, let let us all sit down and eat this massive roast boar. We're police officers. That's normal. Well, this was ages ago. You know what I saw in a news article recently that was terrifying? Now, this is something podcast worthy. Go on. Yeah, we're a true kind podcast now. Here we go. The, I didn't read the article. I just read the headline because terrifying. Uh-huh. But it was something like... Um, Whip made from human spines found in basement of abandoned house. Holy fuck. Okay. Um, what? Yeah. Was, okay, but you didn't read it. I saw the whip. (laughs) Was it rad? No, it was terrifying. (laughs) Okay. What was it? How, was it like bits of the spine on the whippy bit? No, it was just entirely human spines. Spine plural? Spines. Yeah. Oh my God. That's amazing. That's fucking metal as shit, but terrifying. It's like those, um, Aztec... Uh, death whistles where you blow into them and it sounds like a human screaming. Yeah, that's what that's like. Yeah, but I think they were made from like bone. So you're like blowing into this dead thing as it sounds like a human scream. Anyway, Naoko yeah. is freaking out. She gets out the sewing kit and starts trying to sew up the wound, much like uh, in the climax of Ouija 2, Origin of Evil, Ooh. which was the good horror movie sequel to the bad horror movie, Ouija. What the fuck is Ouija? You know Ouija boards? Yeah. It's a horror movie about those. (laughs) Yeah, but to be fair, there's a lot of horror movies about Ouija boards. But this one was like branded, I think. Oh. It's Ouija. The official Ouija board. Yeah, it's a product of Hasbro or something. So hang on. Wait, slow it down a second. Hasbro make Ouija boards. Or someone like that. Like maybe like Parker Brothers or something. So it's not like an ancient... I'm sure it was originally... Hmm. I don't know how I feel about this. Because it's like, it's meant to be something that you do to commune with the dead, right? Mm. And it's like a Hasbro toy. But Hasbro makes Transformers that are also toys. It doesn't feel like it's a a good mix of branding for your company to be like, yeah, commune with the dead. Play with these robots that transform. According to one author, 
Similar methods of mediumalistic spirit writing have been practiced in ancient India, Greece, Rome, and medieval Europe. Uh, and as part of the spiritualist movement in the United States, uh, mediums began to employ them following the American Civil War. Mm. The Ouija itself was created and named in Baltimore, Maryland in 1890, uh, but the use of talking boards was so common by 1886 that the news reported the phenomenon taking over the spiritualist camps in Ohio. Businessman Elijah Bond had the idea to patent a planchette, which is the little um, tablet that you move around, yep. sold with the board, and then basically it became a product of Parker Brothers. <laughs> Yes, you commune with the dirt with this little toy. That's weird. Mm. That's weird that it's a branded death thing. For kids. For, for kids to play around with. Because they move it and they're like, oh, it moved on its own. It's like, no, you you moved it, Freddy. What, why are you? Look, it's moving. Yeah, and then, then you're there playing Ouija with Freddy Krueger. <laughs> <laughs> it's moving, bitch. <laughs> what's, what's that one dream they have where he's like, I don't watch horror movies, oh, man. Okay, never mind then. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, I'm opening the door. Let me just reach into my pocket and get the key out. So, ever so slowly. <laughs> Naoko, in what can only be described as the fastest body hiding I've ever fucking seen, grabs the boots, chucks them on the guy, Gurchep? Gunpei? Gunpei? Gurchep. So, Gurchep gets rolled up into a carpet roll, mm-hmm. like fucking sushi. Gets put on top of... Big old cupboard. Big old metal cupboard fridge thing. Yep. Uh, she then pushes the cupboard to hide the blood stain mm-hmm. on the wall. Puts her clothes back on, puts an apron on. Somehow cleans the blood that was all over the floor earlier. Mm-hmm. And then she has her back turned as he comes in. Shoichi, uh, that is, not Gurchep. Sure. <laughs> the, the man at the door yeah. comes in, not, yep. not Gurchep. He doesn't come in, that would be... No, he's even. dead. But that would be more terrifying, Ish. wouldn't it? It's like Gurchep walks in and is all like, I'm not going to stop. Gurchep walks in and he's all like, hey, honey, I'm home. And she's like, what? But where's Shuichi? <laughs> Opens up the carpet. Oh, no. He was dead the whole time. That's a horror film right there. <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> this whole body hiding sequence, we can't let it. We can't let Whoa. it pass by. Without it acknowledging that it is some of the most Junji Ito shit we've encountered from Hirohiko Araki. Okay, so let's let's dissect this entire scene, shall we? I thought that's what we've been doing. Oh no, we, we haven't gotten up to the Junji Ito bit. So yeah, he comes in. And he's all like, hmm, hmm, this looks pretty clean. I guess I was wrong about another human being in here. And she's all like, that's fine, honey. I'm just cleaning this. So do you want to my... say it? No, I don't. Like, as if you were... No. Doing the thing? No, I don't. Oh, okay. I mean, I can try. We, we see that she's got her back turned, tears streaming down her face, and, As... her, and her mouth ope uh, to catch that stream of blood, which is E now streaming out of Gunpei's head wound. Oh, it's a bad day. Bad Having a day. bad day. It just went from bad to worse, you know? Almost got basically raped by your boyfriend you were like, please leave. Uh, then accidentally killed him on a putter of all things. And the most sinister of the golf clubs. <laughs> and then having to hide his body, which is constantly bleeding everywhere. And now she has to drink his blood to hide it. Now that's some Junji Ito shit right mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. And Shuichi is like, oh, I guess I was just imagining things. I'll be in the main building. Oh, bye. Yeah, bye. Rohan chimes in again now. And it's all like, and the body didn't stop bleeding. Forever. <laughs> 300 milliliters a day if undisturbed. Hmm. 
She got married in the following spring and Shuichi joined the family. Oh, how lovely. That's wholesome. Then in every morning she disposed of the blood. Less wholesome. Mm. A few years later, the guest house was demolished for a remodeling and she put him above the cupboard in the bedroom. Mm. And then we see her up there and, and Rohan informs us that she learned that if she misted a bit of water on his face, his skin would return to lifelike texture for a while and she's in there in his room being like oh Gunpei you're my special secret and it's like close-ups on like her shiny lips and stuff because she's super into this corpse only you can be mine oh yes and then Rohan's like anyway back to me I went to the region to learn about yokai and I was there with Mr. Batsudera the evil land developer who was following me being like sell the mountain and I was like I'll never sell the mountain so apparently the way Rohan discovered about all of this, just, about young Gurchep. Just wandering through the region one day and he happened to see Naoko. And I was like, oh, I'll heaven's door her, find out what her deal is. What do you know? Ah, interesting. Really well. yeah. Ah, yes, Yokai. So um, it then cuts to... So he's, yeah, he's in the region. Rohan um, walking along a road. Mr. Batsadere is taking a phone call, so he's got some privacy. Yep. And he's like, oh, but what are you, Gunpei? Or Gurchep? <laughs> I must know your secret purpose. I must sneak into this house and see you. So he walks along this little forest trail Mm -hmm. and then there's this strange young lady. This young lady, she looks of Japanese descent, but with tan skin. Not unlike a certain dead man we know. A dead man? What what dead man do we possibly... (gasps) Gurchen! So she's like, hey you, aren't you Rohan Kashibe? What you doing snooping around our house? We've had a lot of creepy guys around here lately. You prick. And like she goes to run away because she's not allowed to talk to strangers. And he's like, wait, no, don't run away. Let me read you like a book. So Rohan reaches out, mm-hmm. tries to grab her by the arm or hair. He just, he just misses entirely, really. Misses entirely. She falls, she eats shit, she hits her head, she dies. Uh, yeah, she hits a very conveniently placed rock. And he's like, wait, what? Could this be? All this blood? Could this be? Gunpei's child? Girl Chep? <gasps> Girl Chep? <laughs> oh no! What will Mama Chep think? <laughs> and then um, we hear Mr. Batsudera coming back being like, I was just on the phone, Rohan. Now I'm coming back to talk to you about this mountain. And Rohan naturally goes, Well, fuck this. I'm not going to be a fucking murderer. All, the, all this blood. She's trying to haunt me. Luckily for me, I have heretofore unseen depths to my magical powers. Heaven's door. So he starts reading her like a book. And she's like, oh, all the, the, mem- the words on her pages are fading. She's, she'll be gone forever then. But in the meantime, I can do this. I'll come back to life. I don't know Kishibe Rohan. And if I encounter him, I won't interact with him. So we get in her last dying moment, her true form. Yeah, like horrifying, like... Yokai. Yokai face, like that Japanese girl ghost hair. Yeah, uh, and like basically a huge gaping maw yeah. like scream by what's his name. I thought this was going to take a turn where it was like, I brought her back, but I shouldn't have. But we were getting close to the end of the episode. Yeah. So instead of that happening, she, uh, she just... All that death stream from JoJo's shoots back into her and she's fine. And she's like, hmm, no one here. Oh, Hey mom! And she starts running back normally. And Rohan's like, if I'd been any slower, I would have been haunted by her. Or worse, ruined financially as a mangaka. <laughs> I just love that his bottom line is like, man, I wouldn't be able to make manga if, if she was haunting me all the time. That'd be really inconvenient. Mm. Anyway, 
That's all I know about the yokai from Mutsukabe Hill. They like to take advantage of humans and their love and their spiritual weakness. Uh, and they want to live without doing any labor or having any responsibility. Like me. So then Koichi pops well, no, out of the No, foreground. he keeps talking. Oh, sorry. He keeps talking. We need to cut that bit out. Yeah. No, we don't. You have to live in your failure. No. Acknowledge the failure and move on. No. Say it. I fail. Koichi, I failed you. Now you're stronger. <laughs> its only purpose is to propagate its descendants. Um, so I guess Gunpei was just like a creature the whole time. Yeah, I guess. Its height of happiness is dying in the presence of another. And he's like, who knows how many of them there are. Not Araki, evidently. <laughs> Araki left that open for the fans to theorise. And Araki seems to believe it's above zero now. Yeah, I, I'm still surprised he believes in it. But that's, you know, what is life? So then, a little mysterious. So then, as you alluded to, Koichi looms into frame. Hey, that doesn't sound very realistic. And then Okuyasu is also there, like, yeah, I don't believe that either. And then um, Mikataka, the alien, is also there being like, oh, I encountered such a creature on my home planet in outer space. So I think the editor guy's like, what are you guys doing here? Yeah, you can't just just interrupt our important business slash folklore meeting. And then Rohan's like, no, it's fine. It's Mario. That's how we do it. (laughs) And then they all just start talking about Whether, are you an alien? Yeah, Rohan's like, it's been bugging me. Mikitaka, are you an alien? Are you really an alien though? Yes, you... I am an alien. Tell me more. <laughs> and then epilogue moody monologue as like, Naoko seems happy in her own way. And I don't care because I'm not a scholar or a reporter. I'm just, <sighs> takes off sunglasses. A manga artist. Yeah! Etc. Oh, and then like eerie echoey voice of girl Chep being like, Mom, do you think I'll marry a nice man someday? And she's like, I'm sure you will, sweetie. I'm sure you will. (laughs) Man, girl Chep. Girl Chep. MVP. Which... Brings us to the end of Thus Spoke Kashube Rohan, which brings us to the end of our part four focused content for JoJo's World, which means <gasps> looming right around the corner is JoJo's Bizarre Adventure part five, Vento Oreo, aka Golden Wind, aka Ugon no Kaze. But before we get to that, Nick, yeah, what are our highlights and lowlights for this episode? Um, well. My highlight, without a doubt, is the Junji Ito as fuck moment where she, you, it gets revealed that she has to drink the blood to hide the body. Yeah, that was, that was intense. That's a, that's a good bit of like, whew, Junji, calm it down. Holy fuck. Yeah, that was good. Good stuff. Yeah. It's also one of those like really Japanese horror moments where it's like, right, like you can feel it. Mm. And you're like, oh, no. I don't, don't like that at all. Because it's like a in lot a good, of, In a good way. Yeah. A lot of like horror films that you know come out of hollywood are always like oh people just die and you're like yeah but i've never died whereas i have drunk blood from a never bleeding corpse before yeah i have tasted blood before and i don't want to drink it man your highlight mr lee that bit where koichi just leaps into frame like i'm here too (laughs) that doesn't sound very good (laughs) i liked it it was funny oh so good so anytime koichi enters the frame is a good time Mm. to be alive isn't it low lights this is going to sound really weird, but the weird, t- like, time jumping of the first half? I get it. Because, like, it felt super, not stunted, but, like, janky. Because, like, she's hiding this body, but then he's really slowly opening the yeah. door. To the point where you're, like, just open that, the door. I would imagine that probably reads better in manga format. Yeah, but even or, then, or, how long or, does or it Or at take? least the discrepancies are probably less obvious. 
I don't know if they are. I don't know. Not sure. Unless well, he's really, I would imagine so. Yeah, unless he's really struggling with that door. But so sometimes it's hard. Yeah, I guess. I guess that's true. Like me. My low light is um sewing up the neck that wound. Gross. Why is that gross? Why? It's just gross. Oh, okay. That's fair. That's fair. Do you have a problem with sewing up neck wounds? Well, I don't want to do it. Don't you want to be a doctor? No. That's fair. <laughs> you don't want to spend how many years of your life sewing up wounds that aren't on the neck, only to finally get the one wound that you were like, oh, I don't want to do this. Yeah. Cool. Great. Great. So, Nick. Yes. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 5, Golden Wind. Are we not going to... Oreo. Are we not going to talk about the entirety of Part 4? Do you want to? I mean, I've got time, Liam. No, you don't. You have to get to an RPG session. Oh, but Liam, you forget. It's only 11.20. I have to leave like 11.50. <laughs> We also need to do some theme song work. (laughs) I I still have not been able to figure out a single way to make a theme song for Part 5. But anyway. This is all going in. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Hey, listener, how you doing? This is Behind the Scenes JoJo's. How you doing? We have no idea what theme song we're doing. I liked Part 4 a lot. It was chill. It was cool. It was low stakes for JoJo compared to what's come before. I think uh, there was a lot of good bits about Part 4. I'm sensing a butt. But there wasn't enough Koichi. Ah. And yet... And yet part four is the the bit with the most Koichi. I know. Is he gone forever though? We'll have to find out Ooh. next time on JoJo's Bizarre Avenger. Part five? Diamond is unbreakable. <laughs> Which is not what that... Uh, that's a wrap on Kashube Rohan for a long while at least. Mm-hmm. A long, long while. Mm. Does he ever show up again? He's, in... de- he's definitely alluded to in future. I can't remember if he appears. Alluded to. Yeah, like people will be like, Mangaras, Kishibe Rohan, blah, blah, blah. Oh, okay. Right. So he's not like, he doesn't come back. Uh, you know, they could add in some scenes. Shit, okay. They could do some more Thus Spoke Kishibe Rohan OVAs. Oh, shit, yeah. Make it happen, but as, as, a, as a central character, he does not feature like mm. he has in part four okay. again. All right. That's a bit disappointing, but I guess that's fine. Mm-hmm. Nor Josuke. Oh, no more Josuke. Nor um, Okiyasu. Well, that I can live with. I can live without Okiyasu. <laughs> I know there are some people out there who really like Okiyasu, but yeah, he's not as good as Koichi, is he? <laughs> Do you have anything else to add on part four? I really fucking liked part four. I thought it may have been the strongest part thus far. I agree. It was, it just had a really good ending. Good vibe. Good vibe. Good, like... Good mix of, like, horror tropes with just, like, small town fun. Yeah, it felt very... Not relatable, because I don't have magic powers, but <laughs> very, like... It's just kind of where, like, Araki lives and where he knows stuff. Mm. You know, it's like he obviously knows what a small town is like. He knows what it's like being around all these people and, like, we should do this thing with magic powers. With Italian food. <laughs> yeah, with Italian food. But it was very kind of... I just... I enjoy all the dumb shit out of JoJo's where it's like off to the side. Absolutely. Not the main line, we need to find the serial murderer. So things like, hey, there's this Italian restaurant that just opened up. Mm. Or, hey... This girl wanna... likes me. Mm. Or just, hey, do you want to play a little bit of odd or even? Or whatever that... Oh, c Yeah, whatever that game was called. Played some of that in Yakuza recently. Ooh. Used the cheating token I got from the lockers oh. to make a lot of money. What are you doing? Making a lot of money. Yeah, that's fair. I just, I really like all those bits. And part four had a lot of that, which was like, yes, I'm into that. Also, it had the laughing sequence with Joseph yes. and Rohan. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> just so dumb. So fucking dumb. Oh. So moving forward. Yes. Part five. We're going to Italy. I'm, I'm quite excited to get you into part five. Why? Uh, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot? It's a lot. What? Even by Jojo standards, oh. it is, uh, 
There's a lot visually going on in part five. Would, would you call it more extra? Yeah. Than ever before? Undis- undoubtedly. Oh. Because I hear that there's a lot of fashion from this point forward. Yeah. Oh, okay. A lot of boob windows. A lot of boob windows. <laughs> but still few female characters. <laughs> so let me get this right. We've had a lot of men, mm-hmm. a lot of shirtless moments, or very close to... With various physiques. Sure, we've seen Joseph Joestar rip off his jacket God, every time we? something important was happening. God, have we. <laughs> and now we're going to get maybe more female characters, question mark? For more mm, even About the same. Oh, okay, all right. So there'll be one female character who'll show up and be all like, hey, what up? I'm here too. Yep. And then all the other male characters will be like, out of the way. We have abs to show. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> I am so keen. I am so fucking keen. Do you know anything about our next Jojo? I know that he is called Jojo. Good get. Um, I think you've told me his name was Giojo. Yeah. Like uh, with G. Italian. Yeah. yeah. But other than that, I'm like, oh, and I think his whole motive was to become the best mobster. Yeah. I don't know how you knew that, but yeah. Because you told much. me. Yeah. I think you told me it's someone's like, who wants to be the best mobster? Probably shouldn't have told you that, but I've told you that anyway. Oh yeah. That sounds like something I'd do. Yeah. So that's, Basically all I know, I've seen his face on YouTube from Golden Deja Vu. uh, Sure. Because I listened to a lot of music on YouTube and it just came up with Golden Deja Vu. And I went, I don't know what that is, is, but okay. Okay. But then it was like, well, if Golden Wind is part five or Golden something, Mm -hmm. Golden Deja. Oh, so I think Jojo looks like, like he has hair, like blonde hair. I don't know. Sure. I, didn't, I didn't look at it very long because I was like, I don't get it. Great. Okay. So I'm I, very excited for next week's episode. Oh um, I think it's going to be a good time. I think we're going to have a lot of fun. Okay. I think you're going to enjoy yourself. Do I have to figure out what's going to happen? You need to figure out what theme music is going to go at the start of the episode. Well, we already tried listening to it once. No, you need to figure out what theme music is going to go at the start oh. of our episode. Oh, I see what you mean now. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, dear. <laughs> Maybe I'll just make some sleek funk. Like some really extra over the top glamorous music will that fit i don't know i have to hear it first it doesn't sound it doesn't sound wrong good good excellent i can do that great okay well look forward to that next time ladies and gentlemen and non-binary folk (laughs) yeah that counts yeah all right hooroo see ya there was no prediction segment i mean that's kind of what we were doing there oh yeah do you want to make a prediction I'll make a fucking prediction. Okay, we're back. Hey, what up? Welcome to the super secret prediction segment that we didn't that Liam forget. doesn't want you to know about. Okay, here's what I reckon is going to go down. It's Egypt. 2000 and... X. Four. I swear you've told me what year I'm it's pretty meant sure to I be, have. but I've forgotten. Uh, it's 2003. It's 2003. Our young Jojo Josuke has moved to Italy to... No. He hasn't. No, wait, hang on. He's dead. No, hang on. Who would live in... Jotaro has gone to Italy. No. Joseph went to Italy at some point to talk about real estate. Yep. And obviously, it's Joseph. We know he's cheated on <laughs> Susie Q before. Lo and behold, it's happened again. So Jojo's Bizarre Adventure from here this point forward is just Joseph Joestar's many illegitimate children. It's like you're reading my mind right now. <laughs> I'm assuming that's what all these other parts are. Because it's like, oh... 
Well, Joseph went around. He went to Italy at some point. Jotaro's clearly asexual. And like, yeah, I mean, Jotaro loves dolphins, but does he love humans? <laughs> that is the question. So Joseph went to Italy, banged some chick, however many years ago, and now we've got this, this lad. This young Jojo. This absolute, I would dare call Jojo. Uh, and he's like fully ripped and he's all like, hey, I'm better than everyone. How are you doing? Oh, and he's all like, I'm better than everyone. I'm Jojo. That's right. I came up with that all by myself. Yeah. Um, he's got a bunch of friends, like a boy band. Because <laughs> I thought you were going to say like boy gang. But okay, <laughs> sure. No, it's not a gang. It's a mob. Uh, so he's got like this boy band-esque mob that he takes around with him everywhere being like, yeah, we're rough. We're rebels. And then the real mob show up. Oh, yeah. And they're all like. It's like how in like the early levels of Grand Theft Auto or Sleeping Dogs, you have to just like be this schmuck wearing like uh, like like a like a sleeveless jet sleeveless singlet and like hitting up little restaurants for protection, and then yes. then you eventually like ascend your way into wearing like the business suits. And yes, that is good shit. Um, so man, Sleeping Dogs was so good. <laughs> so I reckon he's gonna be all like, I'm gonna be the best mobster. That I can be after being shamed by these other mobsters. Or ah. something. So it's like a revenge story, but a really shit revenge story. It's all story. about like saving face. Exactly. Reputation. But he doesn't want to be an actual mobster. Because he's like, I hate murder. I'm not for that. I like like good Italian things like <laughs> pasta and oh, you were, you were no. not quite right. Oh, but, no. but but there is a thre- there is a thematic thread you have seized upon, which I really love about <laughs> part five for how stupid it is. You don't have the details right, but the spirit is there. The spirit is there. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Alright, so it's gonna be like I hate murder, I hate killing people. <laughs> I just Why are you laughing so much? I don't understand. Oh, you'll see. You'll oh, see. No. What if he's just part of Mobster? Like, I get a thrill out of killing. Was that really going to happen? I feel like no Jojo could possibly do that. No, no, that's not what happens. Okay, okay, great. So anyway, he's not going to like murder and he's going to be all like, yeah, I'm going to be the best mobster around. And then his friends are all like, hey, over the course of like several episodes, like, I don't know, 26-ish maybe? I think it's 39. Fuck me. That's a lot of episodes. That's how long part four was. Yeah, true. But that was a lot of episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what are we going to do after that? Don't ask us. We know what we're doing. <laughs> I guess we do, yeah. Yeah. Very vaguely. <laughs> so after 39 episodes, with their, all of his friends will be like, is this the best life to be living? Can't we just live normal Italian uh, And then it'll be like the, the end of The Godfather, and he'll be like, yes. And then like everyone will kneel down and kiss his ring. I haven't seen The Godfather. Okay, so sure. The Godfather is the story of Michael Corleone, yeah. who was going to be the... um The new Godfather? No. He was Ooh. not going to be the new godfather. Ooh. He was going to be the clean boy that would take the family legitimate. Uh, so they, they deliberately kept him away from all the illegal dealings. Yeah. But then, because of a couple of inciting incidents, he is thrust into the life of crime and step by step becomes the godfather. Is it one of those things where you mess with the family, you mess with the family, yeah. and then... They target him and he's all like, what's going on, dad? And he's all like, well, son. No, not quite. Oh. What's going on, papa? Is that your Marlon Brando? Well, son. Well, son. Back in the south. <laughs> well, son, see, I'm a godfather. And what that means is we kill other godfathers. Like the scum uh, they are. Like the one. And every time you kill a godfather, you get their power. Now take this shovel and beat that horse. We got to put him in someone's bed. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. No. So I reckon it's going to be a matter of, like, he wants to look 
Like, he he's wants, a cool dude. Yeah, he wants to be fab. Right? He wants to be, like, badass. Right? He wants to look completely like, I'm a gangster kind of thing. You know? Mm-hmm. Not, maybe not gangster, maybe more like mobster. But he wants to look like fully mobster. And then his friends are like, yeah, this is pointless. This is bad. This is real bad. And they walk out on him. Sad ending. You failed. You made the wrong moral decisions, Jojo. Maybe. Maybe. To be continued. <laughs>